God, we thank you for the passage of scripture that has been read to us, and we pray that you would give us wisdom as we reflect upon your truth. May your spirit speak to each of our hearts. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There will be times of suffering. You may look back on your life and you can identify times when things were really rough. You might be going through a difficult time right now where there's something really bad, really uh, hard upon your heart and upon your mind, upon your body, or else maybe something is coming. Uh, something that is just around the corner. It's not about if something difficult will happen. It's about when those things are going to happen. One of my pet peeves are uh, those Christians who seem to suggest that uh, Christians are immune from suffering, that somehow our relationship with God means that nothing bad will actually happen to us. I I shared this pet peeve on Twitter uh, about a week and a half ago, and someone responded, do Christians actually believe that? And yes, there are many Christians who think that that somehow, because God loves us, or we have been adopted as his daughters and sons, because of that, we are now in a place where uh, bad things cannot touch us. God will protect us from all harm. The problem with that is that is not what is taught in Scripture. When we look to the Bible, we see certainly the prophets of the Old Testament, the apostles of the New Testament, all of them struggled and suffered and went through very difficult times. Jesus Christ, God's own Son, who we're going to look at this morning, definitely experienced suffering. So if Jesus had to go through a period of suffering, who are we to say that uh, we are immune to that just because God loves us? Bad things are going to happen. So the question is, how do we respond to these things? Uh, Are we supposed to just stand firm and have a stony face as if nothing is happening? Uh, Should we put a a, a fake smile upon ourselves as if uh, we're having the best time of our life, even though our life is completely falling apart? What is supposed to happen? We live in a generation now that values authenticity, which means that uh, the people, uh, younger people of today, what they're looking for is not for people to pretend that they're strong, but to present themselves as they really are, to be real. That's what people value. But what we do as Christians doesn't go by just what this generation says they want us to do. We have to look to what the scriptures say and the pattern that is given there. And if we're going to look at how we are supposed to suffer, the best place for us to go to is Jesus. Jesus experienced suffering. Surely if we look to him and his example, we can find a pattern that is relevant to us. And so that's what we're going to look at. So how do we respond to suffering? Uh, Should we rush and embrace it? Should we think of it as something that is spiritual? And say, okay, God, I am here. In fact, I'm going to bring on the suffering because somehow in experiencing suffering, that's going to make me an extra spiritual person. Now, that might sound crazy, but there have been people throughout the ages who have done exactly that. There was a, an early church father uh, who uh, was living at a time where martyrdom was highly, highly valued. And he, this guy, he was a young man at the time, 
And he was longing to be martyred because that was extra, extra spiritual. And so uh, the Romans at the time were, were rounding up some Christians and he was ready to just go out there and surrender himself to the Romans because he wanted to be killed by them to be closer to God. And so you know what his mother did? She, uh, she hid all of his clothes because you can't be martyred naked. So he was forced to stay inside because he had no clothes. This is a true story. This is actually what happened. And so he went on to live a long life and ended up becoming an important Bible teacher because of that. But there, there are people, even in, in more recent times, who see suffering as something spiritual and as something that we need to seek out. And certainly when we look at Jesus, we, we see that he knows that he is to die on a cross, that he is journeying towards Jerusalem knowing what is going to happen. And he, this, none of it is a surprise. He knows that he's going to the cross. He knows that he's going to uh, pay the penalty for our sins, that he's going to provide atonement for us. So how does Jesus go about this? Does he go into Jerusalem and just is super eager and and rushes up to the the nearest centurion and says, "Uh, could you just please crucify me right now because I am here on a mission from God and when I die on that cross, that's going to pay the penalty for sins and forgiveness is going to happen and people are going to be adopted into God's family and everything's going to be great. So just here's my hand. Just nail me down now because this is awesome. This is so good. I'm so excited about doing this. Is that what Jesus does? That's not what Jesus does. What we see in the passage that was read for us is Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And what does he do? He's completely honest with the Father about how he feels about this. He knows what crucifixion is like. He knows the pain that will happen. He knows everything that's going to take place. And he is not excited about it. In fact, he asks the Father, if there is a way for me to get out of this, I will take it. If this cup can be passed from me, I am willing to allow that cup to pass because I do not want to do this. I am not happy. I'm not looking forward to being crucified. I'm not looking forward to all the things that are going to happen on the next day. This is really powerful because this is a pattern for us that we can be honest with God. When suffering happens, we don't have to pretend that we're enjoying uh, going through this, that we don't have to take on a martyr complex, that we can be honest with God, that what is happening right now is not what we want to have happen. We don't want our family member to be sick. We don't want to be struggling financially. We don't want to be uh, having uh, relationships broken up. We don't want these things. And we can go to God and say, God, this is not what I want. We can be honest about our desires. I was reading a book uh, just last night that that was challenging uh, the reader to be honest with God, to to present your deepest desire to God and to to not uh, hide it from Him. And that desire might be to escape from suffering. It might be to escape the bad things that are happening. And we can be completely honest with God. We don't have to think of ourselves as being unspiritual, as if a real Christian would just embrace it and would just love it. And this unspiritual Christian is one who wants to avoid it. Tell God, be honest with God about what you're feeling and what it is that you want. 
One of the things that I have noticed as a pastor, uh, walking with people uh, through suffering in different ways, whether they are uh, people who are, are sick, uh, people who are dying, people in the hospital, uh, people who have lost loved ones. One of the things that I have noticed, and this is particularly uh, people from Western European descent. This is uh, where this really happens, that, that people seem to be almost ashamed of their emotions. Uh, th- when they start to cry in front of me, they'll apologize as if they are doing something bad by crying. Uh, I find that people from other cultures in different places of the world aren't necessarily susceptible to that same thing. But there's, there's this sense that showing emotion is a sense of weakness. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes the, the British are known for uh, keeping that stiff upper lip, right? They're, they're reminded to, uh, when things are bad, you know, don't show the emotion. Just, just be really uh, stoic in your attitude because you don't want people to know how difficult things are. And yet, what is it that we find in this passage when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane? He knows what's about to happen. Things are about to take place. And what does he do? He shows emotion, raw emotion. It talks about him sweating as drops of blood. And some people have tried to figure out, well, you know, how exactly was he sweating blood? That's not really what it's saying. It's saying that he's sweating as drops of blood. So if you've ever seen a head wound and how the, the blood just kind of pours out, and it just uh, is really, uh, really messy, that that's the kind of sweat that he's having. He's not having just that little glistening, okay? It's just pouring off of him, and it's because he's anxious. And if you read the parallels in the other Gospels, you'll see that it talks about Jesus being anxious unto death. He really was feeling this emotion, and he was willing to do it. He wasn't ashamed to show those emotions, now, for myself, I'm not a real emotional person. I am not someone uh, who just uh, lets loose in, in how I am feeling. Uh, my children have commented that uh, they've never seen me cry, which isn't true. They have seen me cry, but it was like a, a long time ago, and they were pretty young at the time. But that's not just not who I am. I'm not a person who uh, easily weeps or easily shows those kinds of emotions. So I'm not saying that I have to... Um, pretend to be someone who is not me. What I am saying that this passage is teaching us is that we can be open with our emotions as it is right with us. And so uh, if it is not right for you just to, to walk up to uh, a total stranger and weep and, and hug them and, and, uh, and share your grief, don't do that. But it, in whatever way works for you, make sure to show that emotion. What I want you to see is it's not unspiritual. It's not something that is bad. You need to be able to share these things, to be able to open yourself up. God is not going to be intimidated by your emotions. There's nothing that you can do, whether it is in sadness or in anger or anything else. None of that is going to shock God. So be open. Present that to God. And don't be ashamed of it. What we have seen so far in this passage is, is the most human side of Jesus. Sometimes we think of Jesus as this super spiritual being. And of course, he's God incarnate, so he is a super spiritual being. But we sometimes pretend that he's not really that human or that he's pretending to be human. But he really was human. And in this passage, we see him being honest with God about not wanting to suffer. We see him being open about his emotions. But he doesn't stay there. He also moves on to say to his father 
that not his will, but the Father's be done. Meaning that he doesn't really want to suffer. He doesn't really want to go to the cross. But he's willing to go through with God's will for his life, even though it means something that is going to be really bad. He makes a choice here to not be overcome by the anxiety or the fear or anything else that he was feeling. And that, too, is a pattern for us. It is natural for us to be afraid. It's natural for us to be concerned, to be upset, and all of these other things. It's absolutely natural for that. But we do not have to allow those emotions to control our behavior. And when, when I think about this, I think of a particular experience in my life. Um, anyone uh, who knows me will know that I am absolutely terrified of, of heights. Uh, when I sometimes look up uh, at our ceiling here and I imagine like changing one of those light bulbs, like I just, uh, I start having vertigo and it, it is really bad. I was on a uh, leadership uh, training program uh, years ago and one of the things that we were supposed to do is to rappel off a cliff. And I did not want to do that. I absolutely did not want to do that. And uh, so uh, they, were, they were talking about that. They were encouraging us to do that. They weren't going to make us do it if we didn't want to, but it, we were strongly encouraged. And uh, so I, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. That's too scary for me. And then uh, finally, they said, well, how would you like to just put on the gear, because we're taking a picture of all the people in the program, uh, so you can have the, the repelling gear on, we can take a picture of you so that uh, that's available just like everyone else. I'm like, sure, I can put on the, the repelling gear. And they're like, well, you might as well go to the, uh, the edge of the, the cliff here, and uh, we'll do it there, because it looks, it looks real. And I'm like, okay, I guess I can do that, just for the picture, for the sake of the picture. And uh, anyways, next thing I know, I'm taking steps down that cliff. But I'll tell you, there was that moment before I took that first step where I thought, I really do not want to do this. But I didn't allow my fear to control it. I decided, you know what? I actually want to accomplish this. I want to be able to go down this cliff. I want to repel. And so I went down the cliff and, and everything was fine. And to me, that is a picture of an ongoing challenge that we all have to face. There, there are times that we feel like we're on the edge of the cliff, uh, that life has thrown this really scary situation at us. And we have to make a choice. Am I going to be bound by the fear that I'm feeling, fear that is normal, so we're not ashamed of that fear, but am I going to be controlled by it? Or am I going to take a step of faith? Am I going to submit to what I believe God wants us to do? Those are the questions that we have to face. We see that Jesus, facing something like we can't even imagine, even though he was really upset about it, was willing to go through not his will, but the Father's will be done. It's not if we're going to suffer. It's about how we are going to respond when suffering happens. And we should respond like Jesus. We should suffer like Jesus. That means we should be honest about how we feel about it. If we really hate the situation we're in, be honest about that and tell God you hate this situation. Don't pretend to be extra spiritual. Just be honest with God. Be open with your emotions as is right for your personality, okay? Don't feel as if there are expectations that the church has or that God has or anything else. Just be open about your emotions. If you are really upset, show that you are upset. If you are really sad, show that you are sad. Feel free to shed a tear 
or to let go a scream or whatever it is you have to do. Do that. Be honest with your emotions. But finally, submit to God's will and trust that He will be there. Because what we find in this passage is, yes, Jesus had to go through with the Father's will, but the Father was with Him. The Father helped Him. The Father ministered to Him. And the Father will be with us as well And when we go through our suffering. So suffer like Jesus. Let us pray. God, I don't know what everyone here is going through. Uh, Some people might be having the the best time of their life. Uh, Some people may be struggling terribly. Uh, some, uh, Some people here might have recent struggles. And some people here might have struggles coming in the next couple of months. Lord, we pray that you would help us to suffer like Jesus. Help us to be open about how we feel about what is going on. But ultimately, help us to make the choice. Not our will, but your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen.